0: hello hello before we get started are we all alone hi there hope you guys are doing all right Apparently, it was so hot, it killed, um, so hot here, and the show was so hot that it killed my wireless buds. They were supposed to have, like, a 12-hour, uh, lifeline, but, uh, hopefully, uh, that won't happen. I'm okay. Um, <clears throat> gotta push through each day, right? We're all, uh doing these things. So, there you go. Got about this shirt. <sighs> what a great interview. I think Michael he would have went for 4 hours if uh, his wife wasn't there. Um, but that was um good. So. <clears throat> so. Yes, air quality here right now is absolutely ridiculous. Um, That's all I can say about those things for sure. Sorry, just going on, checking out stuff here right now. Give me your comments for a moment just to check on something interesting. Sorry guys. Shouldn't have had everything set up. Okay. <sighs> All right. This is going back on the stream yard. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Yeah, at least you can watch the show at any time. Um, Hey, Shayna. So thank you, Claire. Um, I know it's late over there, I believe. So appreciate you. Big time and uh, glad you're part of it. Um, What time is the PRN show? Eastern time. If it's at 8, it would be at 11 p.m., your guys' time. So that's that's some ASMR stuff right there. What what I was doing before Michael's interview. Um, So, yeah. Oh, the Twitch thing. Boy, oh, boy. All these little things. Hey, Scott. What's going on, man? I got to get you in here. We had a three-hour deep dive with uh, Michael B., but I always love the things that you post on Twitter, and those are some of the things that uh, need to be talked about and discussed. So... Yeah, I figured we may go longer uh, than we did with Scotty Baldwin, <clears throat> which was true. Now we got to get Scotty back in, and Scotty's going to have to give us even more info. So Michael Bean now holds the record for the longest show. Oh. All right. I'll remember that. Maybe I'll have another career in doing MSR stuff without doing it. So... Yeah, well, with that thing, I I figured the estate would get involved, although it was last minute. So to clear the room for carpet, oh my like, good Lord, you're uh, changing your place again. Carpets, see, that's why I get the wood flooring or whatnot. Hey, Virginia. Um, yeah, I forgot, man, the things, the heat, and I'm so pissed about the headphones when you're trying to be even more professional and things go wrong and then forgetting my little neck thing, paying attention to that. Um, but we're going to have to go on. I'm glad that you guys got a lot of your questions answered. I like that, that that's what's going on. And I made sure to tell Michael. And of course, since he does his own show, he, he turned on his comments so you can see comments as well, you know? Question for me was my most prized prince possession. I'm gonna be lame here and just say the memories because I'm not gonna go on about stuff. I know other people talk about what they have and stuff like that, and uh, then you get people jealous, and I'll never understand that, especially if they have things that you don't have, but you have one thing, so yeah mean a mask on a live what are you talking about yeah <clears throat> so yeah it was and then the headphones not working when i try to do the um the plugged ones it didn't work so i had to get other wireless ones i only use for working out um but we made it happen so now just have to make sure that even though it has 12 hour life, if it's going to be a super hot day, we have to have it plugged in until show time. So was there anything that Michael didn't talk about? The thing is, is um, there's so much that we don't know. in so many of the recording sessions that we weren't aware of, just like when it came to the thing of, um, uh, him getting the Andy Ollo thing confused with Cora Dunham and Cece because that predated Andy. Um, that was interesting to bring up. And then with uh, one of the engineers watching the show texting me about him not being credited on Groovy Potential. So I made sure to bring that up. Um, but all, there'll, there'll be something that'll hit my mind tomorrow. The middle of the day, hopefully, not in the middle of me sleeping, and you know, I'm like, damn it, should have got that one in. But that's why you gotta have people back, so you know, definitely getting involved. Tracks, would you like to see any of that deluxe editions So almost he was involved in, I'm sure that, of course, it would be, um, you know. As he was saying, he's so um, critical of his own playing, and that's why he doesn't listen to the stuff that he, he did. Um, but here's hoping that they'd have better sounding tracks, whether it's remixes or unreleased material, such as Schoolyard and other things that would be on it for like a Dimes and Pearls extended, or this Love Symbol album extended, or Exodus, with uh, that one part at the beginning, not being bleeped out for some reason, but only being on the Australian version. Uh, that's interesting. <clears throat> so, all right, Shayna, she's she, she's trying to go back to 2013 and be involved with this Rehaz, but this is like the new, um, so you what's her favorite blend work with Prince? That's, that's a tough one, you know? Um like that's why I liked get off and then the other things that we talked about from the Love Symbol album. And of course, my first show being um with Michael B. on the drums, uh, it just brings up stuff. Um, but they all have their own place. And just what he said about John Blackwell was pretty amazing. Good night, Shannon. Thanks of thing on on the shirt. I just didn't like how I was looking on screen with it was being buttoned up. It seemed like it didn't flow right. So, you know. Yes. But that's we want to get the word out and make sure you guys share the shows on social media, even if it isn't live. Because I do want the fans to know that this is their show. And those things are important for their voice to be heard, and that's something that we talked about on the after show on Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> you know, I do feel that we haven't been kind of listened to over the past uh, four years, and here is hoping with twenty twenty one, with new directions and new things going on, I truly believe that the airs are the way to go to where we'll be heard. And of course, I saw some comments on YouTube after it was posted, like the things that they're bringing up have nothing to do with what's going on. Uh, You can't live in the past. You have to go with the future and what's going on and wanting to make sure that um, things are done properly, artistically, creatively, not um, with the business model. Um, and those things are important because um, the artistry is what's going to gain you um, profit, so to speak, in more sense of um, just trying to do some stuff. Oh, the sound issues. We were not going to have that again. That's why I try to be is as mistakes that I've made, I try never to repeat. So we're going to make sure. That on freaking hot days, that those wireless buds are being charged all the way up until showtime. Wow, Captain, are you just waking up or just going to bed? <laughs> <clears> oh, <throat> uh, the 3121 Twitter threads. I saw some of them, not all. I can't remember if I saw yours. I do like that Ruth is getting out of her shell a little bit more and sharing. And me and Ruth would have like four five hour conversations, um, during the 31, 21 era. And there's still stuff that she didn't tell me that she's putting on there. So I love that. So 2 30 PM, but it is a Sunday there now, right? So, Hey, we're all like, during COVID our hours are all messed up. Could ask a million questions on P but hard to know which, what each person wants to share. Michael seemed, Um, very open with stuff. And Captain, uh, we need to talk more about what you're going through. But maybe one last episode for a sign of the times would be great. Or maybe trying to do a live show like what I'm doing to have things be different. Um, Because I don't want to see the show end. So Those are just some things and, uh, you know, I don't know what you were playing for side of times, but I do know that the estate is probably going to interview Susan Rogers and a few other people. And of course, I want to have them on my show, but we'll have to wait for after the estate has their show to where they'll do like a half hour show or two parters to where we can have Susan Rogers on and then she can probably do three hours by herself just on that. So Ruth, Ruth has stories to tell. There's a lot of people that have stories to tell, just like with Michael. And, you know, I like that the questions that we asked and the questions that I was able to get from him, like a few times, he said this is his first time talking about that or remembering it. So, you know, of course, Captain, and, you know, Prince listened to our shows. He didn't just, Do a tweet of one of our shows or something, he paid attention to our things. So, you know, it just uh, you have to ride it in the past few years, have been very difficult. Um, for us as fans, fam, the Purple Army, and we see what's going on, we see the fly by nighters when we were doing the work and doing stuff. The thing is is that that'll burn out and we'll still be here and it isn't about um how many followers you have or views you get it's about the integrity that you bring and these other things going on but i fully understand what, what you're saying about you know five people clapping when you're playing like a place of six thousand But it's like, we have to adapt. We have to go through these changes. And there are people that will um, be critical of us because they have someone else's ear. But we have to kind of rise above that. I have no clue yet, Doc, what heals may bring us together. Um, We're trying to do it. You know, I don't want this show to end. This is why I felt doing after show. I had a feeling that we were going to get a three hour show in and I was like, oh, we won't do an after show. But I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? It's 9 PM on a Friday night. I'm not going to be meeting anyone. (laughs) You meet, you meet someone and you're, uh, you know, you're wearing your mask or whatever in public. Um, It's kind of hard to, talk to anyone now. So we just have to do the online thing. So thoughts on the MJS State acting childish in regards to the Prince estate this week. I don't give a damn what they say. Um, the Prince estate is where my mind is at. If they want to be petty and do stuff, let them be. The thing is, is that Prince and Michael were two different things. And it's probably a beneficial at this time that um, the Prince estate isn't making as much money as the Michael Jackson estate. Whatever. There's reasons for that though. And that's why I want the heirs to be running things. When you have ideas that Prince would use and you are being asked by the people in charge, like, oh, love to hear your ideas, when you know I'm not even going to get into it, but let's just say that what I said before is that there's a lot of money left on the table at the Michael Jackson estate wants to say the things about the Prince estate. Let them, I don't even want to like give them a proper response, but hey, great for you. Um, but that's not where it's at. It's about, the fans, the music, the legacy, and um, as Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. So, you know, and uh, the Prince material, um, that's it. And that's, see, look, I have love for Michael. What I'm saying, saying is what they're saying. It's not a diss to Michael. It's not a diss to anything at all. Just understand that there's different things to be done. And there's so much more to be offered when it comes to the fans, when it comes to Prince's music and going forward. So trust me, Captain, I understand that. Hit me up, we should have a conversation. Hopefully audio instead of texting because just be angry texting about certain people and situations. There's no comparison. Michael is an entertainer. Prince is a musician. Um, and they're both great in their own right. And I think people tried to make this rivalry when they were here. When Michael passed and uh, a DJ was doing these Prince versus Michael events, Prince reached out to him and was like, yo, can it be a Prince and Michael event instead of Prince versus or Michael versus? And that's what it has to go on. So, um, yeah, and Cairo, when it comes to that, I haven't read the Sam interview as much as like, I know, Michael, I know these things when it comes to guests being on, um, I kind of try to be in my own headspace and, and either research them or just stay away from everything else. So I'm not influenced by other things. Um, but I'll definitely look into that and we got to have Sam on to talk about some stuff. Uh, we've had Sam close to me on before and other things will happen. Like I said, uh, with COVID, we're not, um, as how do I put it when you're being artistic and you don't have a set schedule going on, it really messes with you. Um, I love what Susan Rogers said. The entire vault should be released because we are not just fans. We are now historians and this man's life and his body of work needs to be experienced and out and studied. He's a remarkable human and needs to be studied. I agree. May not agree with her thoughts on Adonis and Bathsheba, but I do agree with that. So... Captain, it it happens, man. Like, I will not give up on people. Like, I first um, talked with Michael two or three years ago. Um, and, of course, as he said, with COVID, it makes it easier. But there's other people that I'm trying to get on. And then they'll be like, okay. But it's like their schedule, it's just messed up. Um, but I'm with you on it. And trying to get artistic people locked down on this stuff it can be frustrating, but that's where we kind of can bring the fans on with this being their show. And then it just makes up for stuff to do. I just have to find ways around that because it's not as easy as it was with the spreecast format. Um, may I just have to have a private link and just say, da da da, we're going to do this. I have to look at some things coming up in Prince history and maybe have some people on for that. Love to have Sheila on my show, too, maybe after she gets that Emmy, because I do believe um, with who she's against, uh, I think Sheila, Jimmy, and Terry are definitely getting an Emmy for that Prince tribute. So just because they're home doesn't mean they're not doing stuff. And then because we're doing video, you know, like, look, I'd be even uglier. I'm wearing, like, makeup right now and other things, and trying to do whatever I can to make myself look presentable for you guys, and trying to pay more attention to looking into the screen instead of the TV screen and other things, because when I have my guests on, I like to look above because their face is bigger, but I need to be paying more attention to this, and I believe I look better in hats, but it's not as professional when you're trying to wear the dress shirts and other things, so... Yeah, we'll talk about that, Captain, but they can't be letting people get into the ears. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, there's the Dr. Funk name brand. You know, sometimes we just want to put Jeremiah up there. But as you see, like with Michael B, like he's all like, we're doing good, Doc. We're doing good, Funk and Mary. That's just one of those things. Um, and like when I'd be meeting with people, When Prince was here, like they wouldn't be able to call me Jeremiah. They're like, he'd be calling you Funkenberry all the time. Is it okay if I do that? I'm like, cool. You know? So those are the things that are going on. Thanks. I'm just tough on myself. And uh, just like I'm constantly wanting to improve the show in different ways. And that's what we're going to do. Like after the show on Wednesday, um, we had a a very good donation. I'm very thankful and grateful for that. So I got like another, um, a new microphone that we can put onto the shirt, like what they have in the studios. The thing is, is when I was trying to test it with Michael, it wasn't working. So we still used the audio microphone from the laptop, but this is another thing we're going to be going on. And a few other things I want to do to make the show better for y'all. So, um, Sorry Leon. Yeah, Captain is on YouTube um with me doing StreamYard. I can talk to people on Twitch, Facebook and YouTube at all the same time. So why would it not be called Funkenberry? Just because, you know, we go through things. I was J7 first and then Funkenberry and of course Jeremiah is um you know Thank you, Virginia. And that's um, coming from YouTube for the people that are, uh, you know, doing that. We'll put that on the screen. Yeah. And see, Princeton and Name Me Funkenberry. It was um, the J7 thing was just going on, and and I was breaking news on the print sites and on the print boards here in L.A. and around the world. And that just came to um, a thing of – Ruth hitting me up and like wanting to give me the guest list of who's going to be at the Oscar party at Prince's house. And she's like, but I need it to be on a bigger format. Can you just create like a blog post somewhere? And then hopefully I'll get hit up just because the search engines were different then. When you posted something and you put in Prince Oscar party, It wasn't TMZ that showed up first or people. It was the person that posted the information. So although all she wanted was a blog post, is I had trouble coming up with a name and for hours trying to put in the name. And then I just started throwing stuff together. And I threw in Dr. Funkenberry and it took, and then I made the post. And then... Posted it, let Ruth see it. And then by the time she saw it, the New York Post picked up on it. So then the Britney Spears ridiculousness was happening right by my house. Like the shaved head thing was um, the salon that it happened at. That was supposed to be someone that I was going to open up a restaurant with, but they're wanting too much money for the franchise name. So it didn't work out. And then Kevin Federline literally lived two blocks for me. So that whole thing with the umbrella and the shaved head that was happening around me. And then I went to pay um, a fix a ticket for one of my lights and I ran into Courtney love and I spoke about her, my website and she was Googling herself. So she started talking about my site on her, MySpace page and other stuff. And literally this wasn't even a week of me doing the site yet. And we're getting so many hits. And I went, and this is something I wanted to do in 2001, was an entertainment site for for prints and for other artists that I like that weren't getting the attention I felt they deserved unless they were paying for it. And I went, you know, I think I wanna do this like full time while I was still doing my emergency dispatch job. So um, that was crazy because I'd be working nine hours there and then waking up at four in the morning to post stuff to be first. And I would be TMZ and other um, places um, first on stories. And of course TMZ, there was a few people there that were Prince fans and were liking my stuff. And I'm like, well, you guys keep taking my stories and not giving me credit. They're like, I'm sorry, man, that's a Harvey thing. Like you're not big enough. So you don't have to worry about that. But uh, I worked, I worked hard on it. And um Funkenberry, like for this, after Prince passed, I felt that um, my attention should be there on stuff because I felt there was a lot of impure things that were going on. So my website, you know, I didn't feel that websites were getting enough attention anymore. So it had to be more on social media because the attention span would be in your tweet of, at that time, 140 characters more so than an entire article. So... Yeah. I mean, like, look, and I still get hit up all the time, um, at least five times a week for me to feature um, artists on my site. The main problem is, is that how much attention and how much time would be going into my site if it's worth it? Because you have to put up the photo, you have to put the article, you have to put up the links. It isn't just a simple platform. But I do believe that websites will come back. But of course, another thing is I liked. I still like having the website and that's why I pay for it per month um, to keep it on because I still feel that there, that that's an outlet, you know, that's where Prince News would come from. That's where you guys would find about the after shows and other things going on. And of course, like look, man, uh, you're not the only one. What people are like calling me Dr. Drunkenberry or other things, even though I wouldn't drink. Um <clears throat> But, you know, uh, yeah, it is what it is on that. So so as much as I love the J7 name more than Funkenberry, uh, Funkenberry it is, you know, that's where more, more things came out. I just found it funny that as J7, I was doing the exact same thing I was doing as Funkenberry. But because I was more in contact with Prince, They didn't like Funkenberry, and a lot of people didn't know that J7 was Funkenberry. Doing the exact same thing, loved by the Prince community as J7. As Funkenberry, oh, screw this dude. And, of course, uh, you know, people thought that uh, Funkenberry was a gay black man (laughs) Um, because I was keeping my identity hidden, Uh, but that wasn't the case. I mean, if they were doing my post, it was obvious like a straight blogger, but, you know, it is what it is on that um, what is this about the, the, uh, P alter ego? Oh, yes, that's right, that's right, because some people, um, thought, um, some people thought, um, that Berry was Prince. Even Joshua Welton was telling me that, like, I'm like, but dude, I'd be posting pictures of Britney and Katy Perry in their lingerie. Like, oh, but that was that was to fool us. All right. Okay. All right. But yeah, like, I wasn't it. And you should see some of the emails I got in the early days. Uh, they really, there were some female fans that thought I was Prince and uh, were hitting me up. Not, not saying any photos, but just the things that they would write and then thinking that certain songs are written about them. And yeah, I mean, I agree. But Funk and Berry is what's known, and you got to bring it on to Jeremiah and to do other stuff. So that's what goes on. So hush. I see what comes with you could be P. Yes, that's what people thought as well back then. No more. Uh, if P looked like me, he would be pissed, (laughs) so yeah, um, dark holly rock, fit you like glove, no, yes, you knew who wasn't, all right, I'm confused, all right, by that, I have to get into it, um. I haven't heard anyone say coffee and cocaine is about them i don't know i wonder if there's any songs in the ball i know that at a san diego show um and i didn't realize this when it happened because when i would go to the shows like i would let julian know or other people know like don't let him know i'm coming and then uh, the san diego show he was looking for some blondes that he met earlier in the day not for anything else just that he met them and then he invited them to the show so when he came out on stage he was looking for them and then i just happened to be right next to him and um so like he he saw me first and then he saw the blondes and then he pointed at them so during plectrum electrum and i didn't know this until someone gave me a recording of the show but during plectrum electrum he goes what is plectrum electrum funkenberry better tell him um oh All right, on the org, the moderators used to be able to look at our your IP addresses and they would know exactly who was pretending to be Prince. Uh, OK, well, I sure wasn't trying to pretend to be him. You would just see this IP address of the, of the valley. <laughs> but um, coffee and cocaine is about Shayna. Girl, Jason will always be legend. Uh, just not with the bump squad anymore. What I reveal myself as Uh To band members during the forum run in 2011. And then uh, he still didn't know. And it was the last show of the forum run at his house party. Um, and... Julia didn't know at the time that I didn't want anyone knowing who I was and Julia was his assistant at the time. We just met the show before. So we're at the after show at his house. <clears throat> and um there's maybe seven of us left towards uh, the end and we we're watching the the night show playing back. And then when we were leaving, you know, that was my first time just saying thank you. And uh I think Julia said like, oh, Funkenberry isn't like how I thought he was going to be. And he's like, wait, Funkenberry is here? Like, yeah, the guy over there. And then literally the next day was hitting me up more. And then the next time I was in L.A. is when we were hanging out in the studio and stuff. But um, I was trying to keep my distance from him. For years was able to do it as the J7 person. I was just trying to help behind the scenes. I wasn't trying to do anything to get into the circle. My main thing was, is coming straight from love and straight from a thing of wanting to see your favorite artist succeed and, um, you know, get the attention that you felt that they deserved. And that's how I felt in junior high. That's how I felt in high school. when people were telling me like, you know, you should be like as PR person one day. And I never, because kind of like Funkenberry kind of was, you get the news there first, new music would drop. And then I felt obligated. If he's giving me this stuff, I wanted more eyes on it. So I would be contacting Rolling Stone or contacting Spin and doing these other things to give it attention to where they started contacting me. So what i love. So, yeah, yeah. but that's it is just I was content with just helping out behind the scenes. And then it turned into something else. As soon as um, he found out, uh, Karen Sharma hit me up, who was in Turks and, Ca- Turks and Caicos at the time while Julia was handling stuff. And then she's like, hey, uh, Prince wants to run a new uh, open a new website, um, and Twitter and Facebook. And we want to know if you want to run it. Of course, uh, Prince always liked to get people to do stuff for free. And I think I said this before. Um, so I said, Karen, oh, I would love to do it, but here's my bank account. Like, basically, show me the money first. And what I was told uh, from a roadie, um, Prince was pissed, but he respected me because I wouldn't do stuff for free, you know? And that's how eventually I ended up getting on. Um, the payroll, so to speak, I guess I want to call it that because it would—it wasn't like a consistent thing. And Karen said before that I should have been on the payroll years before because of stuff that I did uh, when it came to a Guardian article and other stuff. But you know, it is what it is. You can't change things. Um, I'm just fortunate to have been part of the journey and. I wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't trying to find a way in. It just happened. And all it was was true appreciation and, um, and love. They were just wanting this person to be able to do more. And um, that's what it came down to. There was no ulterior motives. Like the first time that I kind of like met Sam Jennings, like, oh, I was wondering where you'd be. And I was like, oh, shoot, he knows who I am. Like I wasn't trying to be known that way. Um, so <clears throat> there's so many people that have print stories and that's why it's gonna go on and we're gonna be having some some guests on that will have that. Um, who contacted me about coming to the April 16th dance party to talk to Peony that night. Um, I was contacted through Twitter um, through Phaedra, um, like Prince wants to do a dance party for the good weather in Minnesota. And because of how well the Atlanta shows are, you know, can you make the announcement? And I went, all right. And he's like, oh, he wants you to come. And I said, if he needs me to be there, I'll be there. If not, like he can save his money. Like I can still promote it and still do this stuff you know, because I always felt that people were wanting something from Prince. Like I was working for things. Um, but that was, it was like to get the word out and do other stuff. Um, of course, when I put out the word that there'd be a dance party at Paisley park, people like, no, he needs to rest. He needs to do this stuff. And I'm like, I didn't want to say, yeah, that's kind of coming from him. So, um, you know, and usually um, the day of, when I woke up in the morning, I would know if Prince wanted to talk or not. Like when he find me out to Paisley, I'd have a feeling that he's going to want to talk. And on April 16th, when I woke up that morning after probably like an hour or two of sleep, um, you know, because like I said, I said, I didn't have to come. You know, if he needs me there, I'll be there. That's what I always say to him. And then literally it was like, there was an email from the person that would be booking the flights saying that the earliest we can get you out is at this time. And I'm like, that's fine. Um, But again, I was even saying I didn't need to do it, but we went for it. So when I woke up that morning, I felt that he didn't want to talk. It was just him trying to show that he's okay. And, uh, you know, That night he came out, I believe, a little bit before midnight from the studio. I was kind of like more so in the back of the room where like the gift shop is right now and stuff. And he literally walked out of the studio and we locked eyes and I just nodded my head at him like I'm here, whatever you need me to say or you wanna say you wanna do and then he took off. And literally it was like five to 10 minutes before John Bream uh, showed up because I think he was wanting John there as well to say everything is cool. But I guess he saw me there and he went, okay, well, he's going to get it out. Let's get this thing started. Um, yes, Ginger, I agree. It was great having Cat on as well. And that's what we're trying to do. We need them to open up. I wish that she drank a little bit more wine before she got on the camera, just because we need to get her a little bit more open on stuff. But that's all. But yeah, so that's how it came for the April thing. But um, I just felt that he didn't want to talk. And um, I may have been wrong, but usually the, the Prince feelings that I'd have, and I still get some from time to time, uh, that that was probably the best decision, you know? Um, I was just out there a few months ago um, in January for the piano and microphone shows. So, um, I don't exactly know what Stevie Nick said about Prince's passing because, to be honest, and it's no disrespect to Stevie, but every time she talks about Prince, the story becomes longer. Like, first, it was Little Red Corvette being the inspiration to stand back, which is true but then Purple Ring being written for her, and then other things. So I need to know exactly what you're talking about before I can comment on that, because that's what sometimes people do is, um, they're talking about stuff years after the fact, and then things become discombobulated. That's why when, um, when we do shows, we wanted people on immediately that are at Paisley Park while it's still fresh in their minds, and that they're not adding stuff to it later on, you know? so just how I feel on that you guys keep asking questions or you know this is longer than I thought it was going to be but um, I hope I'm interesting you but again this is your show um, that's what we matters And Captain you're talking about um, people rewriting history revising it it's something that me and Andre Simone would talk about even with Ruth it's like Prince and the Revisionist and we have to cut that out, that the stories are amazing without having to add more to it. Everyone played a piece, you know, and we got to give them the outlet for it, just like with Michael B and some of the stuff that goes on. So very strange, Jacqueline. I get weird Prince feelings and I've been very, there's a lot of things I haven't been fortunate in in life. Family, money, relationships. But the Prince stuff, I've been very lucky in. And um, like the first time I ever went to see Prince, the Universal Amphitheater shows. They sold out within five minutes. Tickets went on on sale on a Sunday. I didn't have the money for it. I wasn't going to hit up my grandmother for it. Um, so Power 106 was giving away tickets to one of the nights uh, for the three shows. Call Power One O Six. I was calling number six, want tickets. Ran to my job to let them know, like, oh my god, I'm going to see Prince in concert, blah blah blah. And I went, huh? I wonder if the other radio station is giving away Prince tickets. So I listened to 92.3. Call 92, wins tickets to see Prince. Let me tell you something about 92.3. I only got through one time before. So I called, and arrogantly, and I still have it on tape, when they go 92.3, I go, did I win? And like, guess who's calling 92? Guess who's going to see Prince? Guess who's getting the year's supply of Perry Water, which I still haven't gotten. Tickets to Raging Waters and $92. And it was me. So I want tickets to see Prince twice for those shows. I'm like, okay, I'm hoping that it's going to be a different show each night, meaning like, you know, April 13th, 14th, fifteen. and then ended up being 15, 16, 17. Ran to work again, let them know they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're going twice. Then I was like, I came back home, I'm like Kiss FM. It was pick a ticket weekend. So they had tickets for Spin Doctors, Bon Jovi, and then Prince. Let's just say every single show that I went to, I won tickets for. And I won them all within three hours of each other. So my first time ever seeing Prince was all because of winning tickets on the radio. So like Universal Amphitheater Act 1. My first shows. Not being able to get a Glam Slam because I was too young. Um, and then like I said, seventh row eye level with that stage. And it was just absolutely amazing and I've been very 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 fortunate with Prince Luck and um, I'm so extremely grateful for that so so wasn't allowed to go until I was 13 PR tour long covered my eyes during the bathtub stunt I wasn't allowed to go to the Purple Rain tour I was wet young and um The reason I was told that I couldn't go was that they do weed at the show. And I'm like, weed? Like they smoke weed. I went, who wants to smoke weed? Like, wouldn't you want grass? Like it's the better, better clean stuff. Like, why would anyone smoke grass or why would anyone smoke weed? Like, made no sense to me. And then again, that's when I first found out about drugs, was you telling me that. They do that at that show. I had no idea. I'm freaking, let's say eight or nine. and um you're telling me that? Come on. so I was there. never forget hearing his original version of come. Yes, come. And the bass was so loud on that because the curtains were down, and come was playing. and uh, yeah. It was shaking the curtains. Weed ain't a drug. Back then it was apparently, you know, so. But um, I'm grateful for all the experiences I had. Those were my first three shows and there's been people that were fans longer than me, but I ended up seeing Prince probably 200 times, probably more than that. When I last counted in 2007, I was already at like the 140 mark (laughs) because you go to the house parties, you go to other stuff. Like I said, I was extremely lucky and extremely grateful um, for my experiences. So, you know, and that's where I still want to be involved now that he's not here because I truly believe that if you listen to his music and you listen to other stuff, that's where you know, kind of like what he would want and do stuff. It wouldn't be made by people that weren't there. And it'd have to be stuff artistically. And that's why I didn't mind Prince taking my ideas that I I'd come up with on my website or come with on the screencast or the shirts that I would have made. And then um, all of a sudden he'd be selling it at, at uh, the next time he did a concert. But, you know, it's like Dave Chappelle said, well, it's Jedi mind tricks, you know, but. I like that. And even now, I think I try to think of ideas that the estate isn't thinking of to what we can do for the future. Because I I spend time on that because as artistically and thinking of what, since I am a fan, what the fans would want and what would still be tasteful and tactful and still making it profitable, you go into these things. was I one in Vegas when a Veiled Dancer came out before it was like 30 A Veiled Dancer. I'm not sure you're talking about it. I was at a Vegas shows. So I was at the Vegas shows. I was a lot more. I only planned on going opening weekend and closing weekend. But then I kept getting offered tickets every week. And I think flights on JetBlue were like 35 bucks from LA. So if you have a place to stay, you're being offered tickets, you're like, Da, 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 da. Oh, Sheila's going to be um, opening tonight. You have to be here. We need someone to do a review. I'm like, all right, then things are going to be taken care of. So is a particular show. More estate merch for kids would be good. That's smart. Are you talking about onesies or are you talking about um, <laughs> little kids more so than that? So particular show that sticks out for me. No, I'm just thankful that, um, you know, Sam Jennings, when we talked um, in 2002, talking about stuff, he goes, man, I work so much, all the shows and everything blur together. So I'm thankful for that, that I had the time away before being really heavily involved Um that things didn't blend into it and I'd be doing reviews and I still have the reviews and other stuff. So um, nothing particular just stands out. It just was amazing. Of course, like him name checking me or a few days later in Anaheim, California of him like getting right in my face and playing guitar. Uh, That was pretty amazing. Yes, you met me in Vegas at the Third Eye Girl shows. I remember Shayna. I remember. I remember everything that sometimes is a problem with me. <clears throat> yes, where's the music now? Is it still stored in Iron Mountain here in LA? Yes, it is. And that's a good place for it. Albeit that I uh, wish to give them a little bit of a break on um, the storage cost, but it's worth it. Sorry, I'm getting messages. Let me just clear this stuff out. So it doesn't keep getting away. In so interesting. Sorry, guys. Hmm. So kid sizes, they don't have much, just bought a taller. So that's the whole thing is um oh whispering again. Sorry. Uh, your first show. See, you got me beat on that. And that one had vanity and the time, right? He did he allowed them to perform at that show, right? So kid sizes, yes. And we're talking about the kids being the future, right? so we need merch for them that they're going to like so again you don't have someone who is a person from a bank or whatnot and you don't interview their kids because you're not you're going to get sterile you want someone that has artistic values and other stuff to go on so okay and this always happens every single time that there's fires here in cali The music's not in danger. Um, It's nowhere near any of the smoke, any of the fires that's different. Like it's in the city, it's away from it. It's not in any danger at all. Let me just say that it's more equipped to handle it more so than Paisley Park. And now You know, there would have to be changes made to the vault and other things or storage in order for it to be put in there and be taken care of the way that it is. Um, And, of course, now you'd be making more changes to Prince's Place and the museum. You know, we don't want to do that. So, will they release a standalone album at some point? A standalone album of... So, live in California... See, yeah. How did I go about the TikTok deal? Um look, that's where the young kids are at, right? That's where it needs to be. Um, I wish there was more videos. Of course, someone point out love sexy, and again, this is what you get. With the Love Sexy um album, it's only one track. So, of course, it's the beginning part of I know is the only thing that's available on TikTok. There isn't Alphabet Street, there isn't Glam Slam, there isn't Positivity. So do I know how the preservation process is going with the vault stuff? It's going well. Um, I'm not sure if um, the people that are involved now are gonna be the people involved going forward in the future, Um, but I do believe it's being preserved to the best. I know Not everything was able to be done, but a huge majority was able to be saved as you're hearing, like, that's why they used the version of Wouldn't You Love to Love Me that they used and took from other elements to make it sound as good as they could do. Um, why wouldn't I be able to say, I think it's amazing. I think it looks great. But why the heck are the lyrics to frickin' Paisley Park not the shortened versions the you the two in its long form. And I'm glad that there's a symbol there because I will be honest, when I went to that party, April 16th, um, 2016, when I went inside the soundstage area and I saw that that symbol that was on that door that was there for a very, very, very long time at least 1993 at least was painted over that freaked me out more so And when i say freaked i just went that doesn't seem right that you're kind of messing with the energy and other stuff and i know that he was gonna have the piano behind there more so and have the kaleidoscope effect so i was painted over but i didn't like that it was removed But that's something that he decided on. And, of course, it literally was like a week or two before that and before he passed. So I'm glad that there's a symbol again at Paisley. Um, But, yeah. Susan Rogers is not involved with uh, it. It's Michael Howe who did – he worked for Warner's – on um, the last few albums that Prince gave them, Artificial Age, Plectrum Electric. But um, that was the extent of it. And the other people involved didn't work directly with Prince. Um, I have nothing bad to say about them at all. Dwayne Tudal has been involved in some aspect and uh, I worked with him with Uptown I need to have a resume that is print stuff. Cause I think sometimes that's why the estate may not have looked in my direction. Cause I helped out with Uptown Magazine as well. Helped out with the vault book. There's other stuff. I may not have been given the tapes that Per Nelson had for DMSR, but just those things. Um, But he knows what he's doing with the time period that they're working with now. And I think Michael Howe, it was a process of learning stuff and he's doing a good job now. Of course, with Sign of the Times and other stuff, the music speaks for itself. You go into packaging and how they're doing stuff and going through it, but we'll see what the future holds. Uh, The main thing is, is just, you know, I should have, when I had the opportunity and the chance to be an engineer, I should have went into it because my ears hear things differently, just like what Michael was saying in the interview before. So I can hear stuff. And that's I, I play it with people, and they laugh at me. Like I have my iPod on shuffle in my car all the time. And literally within a few seconds, I'll go, oh, that's Prince 1984. Whether it's a live show or a studio, and it's unreleased music, that I may or may not should be having or some stuff that I've been given. Or I'll be like, oh, that's Prince from 94. Or it's that and they're like, how do you know that within seconds? It's just with the ear being trained differently. Um, but I do feel it probably would have made me cross paths with Prince earlier and see, that's not a good thing because I think things were played out the way they're doing it. But the training my ear hasn't went away. And I really should have done stuff in engineering of that just because of um, of those things. So <clears throat> I don't think they need to bake it as much anymore. It's been done, but they're keeping it preserved. The symbol now should be reversed, pointing up to heaven. Uh, I like the way that it is. We don't kind of want an upside-down symbol that's like the American flag. It would be in disarray, right? Um, things have been in disarray for a few years, and now we're trying to get things back on the track that it should be um all right here's an interesting question um did prince ever say he was especially proud of a certain song he wrote meaning it might have been a favorite of his but see this is always how prince was though because he was talking about stuff that was currently because i asked him because i write songs myself it's about five thousand. Uh, No, 500, excuse me. I'm not prolific as Prince. Excuse me, 500. Um, And I asked him, because sometimes I'll write a song and then I'll be like, it's garbage. Then I'll come across it months later. And I'll be like, this is amazing. then it happened. He's like, oh yeah, it happened all the time. He's like, I wrote a lot of bad songs too. Uh, But he was talking about with Andy Allo and the songs that they worked on together. And he also talked about the song Time. So, but again, Prince—that's something that we talked about at that time period. If I would ask him that question four years before, if I would ask him that question, you know, in 2016, there would have been a different answer. So, um, here's another question. I'm making sure to put these on just for people that are on Facebook that would see it. What about all the music videos and mini movies that Prince created while they see the light of day? Here's hoping. I'm thinking about mini movies, but yeah, here's hoping. And here's hoping that those videos were doing it like it's a very expensive process because a lot of these videos he's done and even the concerts were shot on video. So having it be put on Blu-ray or widescreen is going to be a challenge. That's why you have to look to the WWE Network as much as that is with wrestling. But their tapes would be on video as well. But some of them, they're, they're transferring to give it a Blu-ray feel. And widescreen. It's an expensive process, but it can be profitable, especially with the streaming service more so than DVD sales. But I believe um, there's ways around that because there was talk uh, in 2012 and 2013 about a video collection and how to get around the whole idea of well, I recorded sexy MF then and we can't put sexy MF out anymore. Obviously, it's different now, and for artistic integrity, we can keep stuff going on. But we can there's still other things that we can do to stay true to Prince's image and still have that stuff be released. You can't give away all the information though. You know, there's three things in life that you need to do. Number one is don't give out all the information. The other two, well. There you go. Don't give out all the information. That way you make yourself have to be desirable and have to be included. And you make sure that that the ideas that you do give are great and not run of the mill. And you have to think ahead. You have to think futuristically. You know, right now we're on our cell phones and apps. I'm already trying to think of what's going to be the next thing to do. That's what we have to do. Because if you do that, then you hold the key to um, the artistry. So, Um, Well, that was Spike Lee. Spike can get away with uh, stuff like that. But Spike and the other things he's worn, even when he won his Oscar, it was uh, not pointing up but pointing down. So, all right. I know it's probably getting late for you guys. We hit over the hour mark. I thought it would be a half hour. Is there any last questions that you're trying to get in? So why didn't they involve you? Are you talking about the estate? Why didn't they involve me? Can't say everything. I personally feel aside from photographers that um, they didn't want people that worked for prints involved. Um, I sometimes feel it's because they wanted to stand on their own. And um, if you ask someone involved that did work for him and then say, uh, say that it was, even if it wasn't your idea, but because you're involved and then they're having success, people would contribute it to, oh, well, Jeremiah's involved, Funkenberry's involved. So that's why they did it. With this way, um, they're getting all the credit, but that's the problem is, as he said, stop looking for credit. That's not what it's about. Like if I'm helping out with stuff I don't know if I wanna be credited on the front of it saying like written by by Jeremiah Fried or Funkenberry. The main thing is, is it should be about the music and be about Prince, um, but that's how it goes on to that. It's just not a slight, but it's about credit and what people want for their own legacy. What it comes down to for me is like, um, it's about Prince's legacy. Like, look, this show, I would love for this show to take off and be able to expand it and interview celebrities, whether it's their stories about Prince and other stuff, and then have other artists on, like I promote other artists on my site or, you know, movie trailers or other things. But I'll tell you right now, because of how much I care, I would give that all up to help out with Prince stuff for the rest of my life and doing stuff. Um, Behind the scenes, but, um, you know, making sure that things are done right. But it doesn't have to be about credit. But that's what I think it is, is that if I was involved, maybe getting credit for stuff, whether I helped or didn't. But this way, they get all the credit. And that's not what it's about. I don't really give a crap about that, you know. And it's just about trying to get information right and trying to get other stuff. Um, so... You know, but again, Emmanuel, I understand what you're saying. My main thing is, is just there's certain things that if you put it out there, they'll take your ideas and they'll run with it. And that's not fair. Um, And that's how I look at it. So now, here's this question for people on YouTube or whatnot. I'm a bit out of the loop. Whatever happened with the rumor that documentary was being put together on the first MU83 show along with the official release of the show itself? It wasn't a rumor. Apple Music supposedly owns the rights to it. Troy Carter made that deal. Um, That was announced three years ago now. That was going to be put out. The 83 show is going to be put out on Apple Music along with the documentary. Don't know what happened with the documentary being added. um, But as far as I know, Apple Music still has the rights to it. Now, when that's going to come out, your guess is as good as mine. Those are things that um, are doing. So, so let's see. I like this. Well, you operate from such a neutral perspective, which is what they need more of. The main thing is, is Prince wanted me to be neutral. You know, that's why I try not to talk about mess. I will call people out on their stuff. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is that Prince wanted me to be able to talk to everyone when he wasn't able to. Like if he had a problem with Paul Pierce and it was like, hey, can you let Paul know about this? Or with Susanna or anyone, he didn't have those relationships to where he could contact them directly. Albeit he still would talk with Paul. But if Paul did something that upset him, he wanted me to handle it because I would go to Paul and we just talk like I see a person like, you know, this like he wants this, he wants that. Same with Susanna. But it's coming from a point to where it may upset people like, oh, how come you're not taking this person's side? You're not taking this person's side. I'm like, because Prince will want me to be down the middle, because if I attack this person or take someone else's side, then I can't be able to contact them for future things. That's how you have to think about it, is, again, it's about, um his legacy. And I can't do things that are selfish. You know, I don't, my Dr. Funk logo doesn't have a print symbol or anything in it. I don't sell t-shirts that have a symbol or anything in it. I saw other people doing stuff like that, but, um, thing is easily with the whole Dr. Funk and Mary thing, whether it's like the bleeping line or a stethoscope, how easily I could have made, um, a design or whatnot that just happened to have the print symbol in it and just get on it and sell a bunch of shirts before I got a cease and desist letter. Nah. Like, you know, I've been hurting over the past few years, but that wasn't my thing. Again, it's always trying to be about Prince's legacy and stuff and not take out these ways. People are like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. I'm all like, if it tarnishes him in any way, I don't want to be part of it. Um, I try to make good decisions. I don't think I always make good decisions, but I try, so. Um, that That's a Netflix documentary That's still being worked on Ava is no longer the director of it um, Actually last year On this date um, It was announced that she officially Dropped out of it But it, it happened before but it just wasn't noted until then There is a new director in place They haven't made the announcement It was somewhat leaked um, But this person has won a lot of awards That's taking care of it now So life isn't about taking sides. That is a secret ingredient to holding a space of peace and love for another. Exactly. You just got to let things play out. So. um, Caretaker. I don't know about caretaker. Heavens will look up to you. I'm thankful for that comment. Like I said, I've had very good Prince luck and that's just where I want things to go. And, um, you know, um, sorry if I look away and looking at comments and things, um, but that's just where I feel I'm supposed to be. If I, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You can't go on it. But, um, I was told and we'll just, I won't elaborate further into it, but I was told, even though I feel that, um, this was kind of like my chosen path, especially after he passed away and I didn't have to sign an NDA or any of these other things, you know, when I was being asked to be interviewed on CNN and do these other radio interviews, I contacted Karen, I contacted others and I'm like, should I be doing these interviews? And she's like, you know, and Damaris as well reached out and she's like, you need to do this stuff because he trusted you. You know, you would know what he wanted, without him having to tell you. So you need to, which was true, because I know that that happened with Damaris is like, they'd be in Australia on the tour and I'd be posting stuff. He's like, see, I don't even need to tell him. He knows what I want on there and he knows what I don't want. It is not Spike. Um, But I was told not too long ago that I need to find a new path, that I need to give up doing the print stuff, you know? And uh, again, it's not about being self-serving because a lot of this isn't profitable. But what it is, is is that it comes from love and I get a lot out of it in that regard. Um, but to kind of be told to find a new path, I, my response was not um, PG. I didn't curse, but I just kind of like let them know my feelings on it and how disrespectful that was to Prince and to other things to where you're basically being a gatekeeper on it and it hurt. Um, But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be chosen. I wasn't going to be involved. It wasn't going to be any money in it, but for them to say, choose a different path was uh, it is what it is. And that's not where it's about. It's not about credit. What confused you? Not, well, no, 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 no. Um, not not Damaris. Damaris and everyone else was extremely supportive in saying that I need to be out there. I need to be doing CNN. I need to be doing these other things. We're not going to get into that. We'll talk about that in the future of who it was. Um, but again, if you're trying to help out, and you're trying to help them and they don't want it, that's problematic. That's why, again, I feel the errors are gonna listen to the fans and listen to stuff. And who knows, maybe maybe they'll listen to me, hopefully. Um, I won't know that. But the thing is, is that um, we need a voice, the fans, and one voice to be amplified so their voice is amplified. You have all these people that are um, trying to get their peace in, so to speak. And they do have ulterior motives. And my whole thing is it's it's not about anything but Prince's legacy uh, to me. I could have moved to Minnesota a few years ago, especially when people would be telling me like, oh my God, you get so many girls over there. You'd be doing that. You'd be doing this. I'm all like, look, I want to be there. But seven months of winter for me is hard, especially with my feet and diabetes and other stuff. Like in winters here, I can't feel my feet and they become numb and it makes it hard to sleep. Um, But I also feel that the business deals and business stuff is out here in LA and you want to listen to stuff and have it be out there and then be able to let them know um, just like it came, like I knew about originals and the sign of the time set, like immediately after the 1999 set was done and originals knew about it like maybe six months to a year before, like I let the estate know that I knew without um, putting it out there online about originals. And then the first thing was, how'd you know about it? Who's telling you about it? Like, is this person in your ear? And I'm all like, I live in L.A. Like, this is how I found out Prince News for so long before, is people know me and they would tell me about it. But for you to be thinking someone's telling me this information, that's not how I found out stuff before. Like, Prince would have me be involved, but I would still find out stuff myself. And I think he liked that because I I didn't have to rely on him for everything and for him to keep me updated. We had other things going on, but to let them know that, you know, and then them to come at you and then think that someone else is in your ear, then you're telling them, no, I live in LA. Like we, you know, you know, people in the industry, they let you know stuff. It was just mind boggling to me that they think that I'm going to look them in their face and lie to them. So um, uh, that's something that we would do it. I mean, you have to understand April when you're talking about the remains and you're wanting it back in the atrium, that a lot of people were first bothered by it, that it was there and it freaked them out. So it's also about paying respects that maybe, if it is at Paisley, maybe it shouldn't be in the atrium area. Towards first done, and to where there's a special area for it to be done. If you want to go through that, because some people didn't have a choice, you know. So, Shana, I see your story sometimes, and you're definitely from Florida. So I'm going to say about that. Um, so, yeah, and that's it. Is I kind of want. There is to be in control of stuff and making decisions whether whether a new company is done because I f- do feel that will be put as a priority. So, you know, it just goes on and you're talking about uh, it being removed three years is long enough to mourn. You have to understand that how the heirs were feeling on a decision like that is um it's more there's a connection involved and it probably hurt their heart to see it being being over there like how much longer is it going to be there so like i said in a different area to where you can pay respects if you want to is a little bit different than not having a choice to do so you have to understand that that's coming from a place of love. That every time that they would walk in there, they would have to see it and be reminded of it. So, you know, Shana, you know what it means. So, what's what's about by Bream? So, have you ever been to the house in Turks and Caicos? No, I have not. Oh, the comment was taken out of context by Bream. Okay. See? So there you go. Um, You know, that when John Bream wrote about the morning and it being um, three years being long enough, again, taken out of context. So we'll see how things go. But I do think that they are listening to you guys and we'll see and stuff. But like I said, Maybe a a private area or in a different area than to where you have a choice if you want to do it, than not having a choice. But I do believe they'll hear you, okay? Um, What was that building next to Paisley Park supposed to be? I really think the egg was supposed to be, that was gonna be the egg, it was gonna be a restaurant. And then Prince was building it without, um, without having the proper um, building codes. And then in the middle of it was told it can't be this way. Kanye did the same thing where he was trying to make buildings and houses in Calabasas here in California. And he was making um, places without windows. And you can't do that. So the places are already built. And then they're like, you can't do that. So I think that's what happened with that building next to Paisley. It was supposed to be a restaurant. that It's, it's featured in <laughs> Mellow. The song where he's like, we can swing by the, um, by the egg. I know a dope spot called Love for Another, perfect place to play house. Um, that's why I truly believe it was supposed to be was a restaurant and it stopped in the middle of it because they were told that it's not up to proper code. So, you know, yeah. Permits are something else. So, Prince did have his restaurant later on the 3121 Jazz Cuisine, so I'm gonna do other stuff. So at the same thing you told me you probably had Mitch or someone else train them. Um, and I must say I really like Mitch and Mitch was just a regular tour guide there. Um, we started out of course he mentioned me on the tours, which I appreciated, but of course someone got it in his ear and told him not to mention me anymore. Um, but it was nice to be hearing about like oh, we went to Paisley and the tour guides are talking about you I'm like like, oh, that's how they find out about shows. Like, you know, you would tweet about it or you'd go to Funkin' Mary's website, which I thought was cool. Um, but Mitch is a good guy. That became first the tour, like I said, a tour guide there, then the tour manager, and now he's being something else there. And that's what it comes down to is someone's heart being in the right place and doing the right things. You know, I try to downplay that I knew Mitch, um, but he's a great person and... Uh, have a lot of respect for them. When people do stuff with their heart instead of other things, um, it means more. So, you know, interesting in my opinion, on artist running a piece, especially those done for next to nothing. Um, are you talking about like art, art, like when it comes to like Marco or Jaden? Um, look, Prince was a big fan of, of fan art. You know, there's a photo of him from 1979 holding a portrait that he got from a fan. And then he loved Third Eye Boy's um, work, whose name is, his real name is um, escaping me right now, and I apologize for that. But he was like, look, he would use his artwork and put it on stuff. So he loved this stuff. The main thing is, is that you have to find a way in the future for that art to hopefully be purchased by what will be the heirs and the estate to where it's profitable and that they can put it out themselves. Cause you just have too much fake stuff on Amazon and other things that, um, some of these things look really great, but it's not official, you know, and that sometimes bothers me a little bit. Do I know if there's a tunnel that connects saying to Paisley park, Maybe we'll get an answer to that someday. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, but yes, I like the artistic stuff, and I wish that Paisley was using of it. Look at Martin Omit. like his design was, his designs were used for Phase One, Phase Two, and then other stuff that was going to be getting created. Um, Martin does great work, and he does his stuff. Some of it is owned by the estate. I don't know if I can say that. But it is, so it's like because um, whoever put out oh, screw it. Okay, um, Martin's artwork for Baltimore. Uh, hopefully, this stays here. It doesn't get out. Um, but as you guys saw after George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, there was artwork that was put out with hashtag #MPLS George Floyd Black Lives Matter. Um, the thing is, is that when it came to Prince, I don't like speaking for Prince or doing other things. And, um, I was trying to think of a way to have something being said without it, without me saying something to where it gets interpreted like, oh, Prince wouldn't want this or Prince wouldn't want that. So my designer came up with the, um, the artwork that Martin did for Baltimore, but we made it for MPLS and George Floyd. And uh, I distributed it and that came from me. And that was my way of um, doing something for the fan community. And I'd see it on your, on your Twitter avatars and your Facebook avatars. Um, I just didn't want it to be known that it came from it, it's okay that it's my designer and that she gets credit for it. Um, but again, it isn't about me having credit for stuff or anything. All I wanted to do was just get it out there and I sent to people and I just said, don't say where you got it from. Cause I just wanted the fans to have something to show their outrage and to be connected. And um, Someone came to me, and I was a white woman, that I'm not saying enough, I'm not doing enough, and they had no idea that put that out. And then I was frantically reaching out to Van Jones and Morris Hayes and Andre Simone, and I wanted all three of them on the week of what happened with the protest and the murder, and to have them on and to speak about it because I felt that Minneapolis needed it. and those are the things that I felt I could do to show without me speaking and it looking like I'm trying to speak for him or do other stuff. So, um, you know, Van agreed to do it. Then the protests were happening more and more to where he had to be on CNN more. Andre, you know, was harder to reach, but we were able to get Morris on at least for that. But I really wanted all three of them on. Um but that's what it was about. And I don't understand why I just said that, but it was just about um those things going on. And uh, you know, as as you know, Prince's involvement, Black Lives Matter was was being noted and being put out there, and I would tweet about it. I go, that's the whole thing of like if you guys think I'm being silent, it's about because Prince wouldn't tweet about it, he would be about it. And I was trying to be about it without trying to do these things. And, um, you know, I wasn't trying to disrespect Martin's work. And that's what it came down from is we contacted Martin and he was completely okay with it. But he let me know that his opinion didn't matter anyway because the estate owned that artwork and much of it. So, um, but I hope no one saw disrespect in that and what we were trying to accomplish. I really like that um, my designer did that stuff and um, that the fans are still using it and it was something for them to have because that's all where it came from. Yeah, so. But I love Martin's artwork and I love a lot of the fans' artwork and I'm hoping in the future that instead of getting cease and desist letters um, that they can contribute in some way uh, to where you know, they may not get paid a grip, but to know that it's going to be an official merchandise, um, that's important. And Martin Hermit did the cover for Hidden run, Martin. So this is what we have to do. It's about the future of stuff. can't believe we have this many people still in the room letting me rambling. Do I need to, like, talk slow again? Will that get people to be... Bored or does that do more? Any questions? Because you guys have had some good questions. And again, like I said, this is your show. These are those things you're, you are being paid attention to by the heirs, by myself, by other things. So whatever you, you say here, whatever you say to them on social media, it's being done. But please do me a favor. Protect them. Um, there's a lot of people that, like misunderstand stuff and I have trolls and they don't need to have trolls. Protect them. Cause I don't want to hear about, Oh, they weren't close with Prince or whatever. No, you have no idea that Prince was taking care of some of the heirs. Okay. And they've had relationships with him that go back. Prince is a very complicated person, and it's not about that anymore. It's about, like I said, the legacy and going forward. Stop talking about stuff from the past. We have to do with what's going on right now, okay? When you get into that other stuff, it messes up the legacy and messes up what needs to be accomplished. And I, like I said, I truly believe it, and I'm putting my reputation on the line, but I feel that the heirs will listen to what, what needs to be done. So, you know. Um, but protect them. If you see someone going, going after them, like, don't do it. And come from a place of love. Don't come from a place of trying to diss them back or whatever. That's not what I mean. I just want you to protect them because it was about love for another when it came to Prince and that's what we need now we need more love in this world it's pretty obvious to that so that's what it comes down to Germany in the house um, yeah but. thank you Donna yeah I mean we like doing stuff with Funkotopia I just don't want to talk about his passing anymore or whatnot we got to concentrate on the future and the legacy. We can't worry about that and conspiracies and all this other stuff because it's not doing it anymore. You know, we have to heal, we have to move on and when you're doing stuff like that, you're you're ripping the band-aid off of people um, and not exactly fast either slowly and it's painful and it makes these wounds open back up so yeah prince told us he was complex 100 so stop trying to judge them like the heirs probably have stories that you guys would love to hear love to hear and they knew him they played parts in his life okay it's just different like You have to understand that and we can't make assumptions on other things so that's what it comes down to at least for me hopefully for you guys as well see someone's hit me up about this so i'm just gonna post it again it's me anything it's just there to have you guys can click on the link and then hopefully it doesn't take you away from it but that's if you want to donate or whatnot um someone's asking for it so although usually people ask for it and then they don't But it's all good. Um, But yes, we can't take away from the music. We can't take away from He's here in a different form. Like it's just so weird. The first celebration after he passed, um, there was a rainbow over Paisley. uh, I think the last day. And there wasn't any rain, but there was a rainbow. Just crazy. I found it very interesting with what happened. The first celebrations when he was here, 2000, 2001, 2002, there was three years, three years of celebrations. And then there was something in 2004 around musicology when he was playing, um, I forget what they called it back then, the the center, Excel center. And um, so you had three celebrations, then you had celebration 2017, 2018, 2019 they're not being one in 2020 is kind of interesting, even though they say they may have one later. That's three years, three years. It's good. Of course, they can't do that in three years again, because that's going to be 2024. and It'll be uh, an anniversary of something called Purple Rain. Don't know if you heard it. Kind of big. So, but um, yeah, but there's just certain things. As much as I personally, personally, this is coming on from it, but as well as Prince would have the celebrations originally in June, not in April. And I personally feel that he'd want them in June again. And that's something I think is huge. Now in April, I personally feel, I can say this now, that Graceland is no longer involved. But April in Minnesota, the weather isn't exactly kind. And they're looking for ways to make a travel period or a visit or a time that um, wasn't exactly popular to book that because June, there's good weather we're not going to have to sell stuff then to have it, but that's why they had it in April it had nothing really to do with his passing it had more to do with, it's a slow time period, this will kick things up a notch so that's what it goes on to So, and um, that's what it goes on to but I want it in June and um, i'm sorry i know that people like some people that want things in april maybe there can be like on april 21st like a a vigil or something that happens just for that one day but not a celebration because we want a celebration of life and i understand people's things and that's why i'm saying it's more my personal opinion of stuff but i do feel that he had the celebrations in june for a reason and he was going to be doing celebrations again and he did plan on having them in june was something that was being discussed in 2016. So, yeah. Princess and the Magic of Numbers, for sure. All right. Uh, okay. We've hit the 90 minute mark. Is there any other any other questions? And it's probably me doing it, but I think you know there's some people that want to go to sleep. And the person that was um, like giving me um some critiques and other stuff a few days ago please understand it's more than welcome. I appreciate it. I listen to you and a few other people. If i listen to others, they're all trying to pull me in these directions, but your um, opinion is important to me and making sure that stuff is done. And we want to make sure that people are being heard and we're putting on the best show for them. And of course, I should be looking at the screen. I'm not, but sorry about that. I hope you guys don't mind too much. Anything else? Aren't you guys bored of me? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, COVID, man. I don't even want to get into it. But you live alone and you're staying away from people. You don't have family. Like, you'd be thinking I'd be doing this every single night. Um, but I don't, um, I just work out a lot and, uh, do stuff. I don't watch too much TV, but, um, those are those things. Board on the one board. Board in the house, board, board in the house, board. When we arrive at music club. In some aspect, I think there is. But again, I don't think that there is money. The, the money is in the merchandise right now, but I feel that there could be other stuff, but it could be free or other other things that could be done. on it. I just want you guys to know stuff first and not just Joe Schmo. Um, and just to think outside the box with stuff instead of just putting like, the releases to promote sign of the times on um, YouTube could be on on shows that could like have other things or reach out to people, you know, those are the things. Okay. Well, we can do, we can do a show all night if you want, you know, Uh, you know, we did a three hour concert. We're doing the after show. We have it go on, but um I could be doing these like in the middle of the night when I get bored, but I'll probably wear like a tank top I try to be presentable. Um, we don't need no funk and berry after dark. <sighs> you know, that's what I thought fun was funny is we make jokes like that. And this is another thing. We do this free cast, and then Shayna would be a person that would when she's going by the name Booty Sprinkles. Uh They were talking about stuff, and I'm like, okay, we need to have a show after that that's called Funkenberry After Dark. And then that's what was funny was, is then all of a sudden, we're hearing stuff about Paisley Park is going to be doing a nightclub again, but they're going to be calling it Paisley Park After Dark. Again, it's one of those things that I'm not even trying to get credit for, but it was just something off the cuff. Oh, yeah, but Funkenberry After Dark. And then here it was, he was going to use Paisley Park after dark. And he did use it. It wasn't was, he did. Those are the things that you have to um, go on. Um, okay. This is your opinion. You can put it out there. I'm glad, day one, grateful for that. But again, that was from a misquote, you know, about that so understand that 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 about the three years in the morning that's different stuff so do i stay up late i have very sporadic hours especially over the past few months i try to be in bed by 9 p.m then wake up at 5 a.m and the only reason for that is everything in la is kind of quiet and i can get more stuff done uh, but we've had to deal since covid and the protest and other things going on because there was riots here and other stuff, like the LA riots weren't that long ago in perspective of stuff, of happening. So LA feels like a deep connection with what happened with George Floyd. So what we've had happen over the months is, you don't know at two in the morning if you're hearing gunshots or it's fireworks, cause they'd be going off all the time and not just for 4th of July. Um, there was a lot of noise everywhere and things in the city still, it's not so much of a free-for-all, but a lot of people are getting away with stuff that they wouldn't have been able to get away with before all this. So I haven't reached out to Kevin Smith. That would be a good idea. You know, there's so many people I keep trying to reach out to and then we'll have people agree to be on and then something happens and it messes up. But So I'm going to have you guys on and be part of the show. So... um inside paisley park hey we can do the shows inside paisley park in the future and other things um that's an idea uh in the future so you know um but i don't know gotta take advantage of this stuff if i had a girlfriend they'd probably be getting on telling me to get off and join them on the couch or something but um it's not the case, and probably it's a good thing. So I can be there for you guys and for other stuff. But um, we'll look for other ways for you guys voices to be heard. But I do think like a music club, you know, maybe like having a song that is only available there. But I would, I do like the idea of you guys knowing stuff first. Maybe a heads up, like on the box, like there's going to be a limited edition box set coming out. You know, like for was the single set. You know, that you guys are aware of that ahead of time and a way for it to, um, you know, I like the limited thing, but with, with certain people, like limit maybe two copies per person or stuff like that could have been done. Um, but that's what, um, you know, I think that you guys deserve to know stuff ahead of ahead of time, you know, so... this it's my pleasure doing it and i love doing these and this is what was missing when doing the podcast is uh we were recorded and i couldn't wait for it to get out to you guys but sometimes it would take a little bit of time with live grabbing um immediate immediate thing of course if your headphones go out or other stuff while doing a live show it's a problem but um it can go on so you know uh <clears throat> Let's see. Yes, make sure other people turn their notifications on when I when we go live. You know, and I don't know. I try to be professional on other stuff. That's why I'm not going live for random stuff on my personal page. But we try to do that and try um to be as professional as possible. You know, I may have to go through um some old Instagram posts or tweets and then start deleting stuff. Um just to have stuff be Funkenberry and there's have a thing be a Jeremiah page. We'll probably only have like five followers on it, but that's okay about me. Um, <clears throat> no one seems to know about a pajama party. I was having at Paisley park in January, 2016 to hallucinate that. Oh, no, there's was a pajama party. Um, so, all right. BS. Yes. Thank you. V. appreciate it. Um, But I think it's time for us to wrap it up, y'all, anyway. And um, last question. But yes, they have pajama parties before uh, other stuff. Very much about the truth angel. Not as much off the cuff. I'll have to look into that. But, you know, there's other things about that in the truth magazine and other things that were going on. Um, I'm giving you guys last things for last questions, but we're we're wrapping it up right now. This is it. I appreciate it, but we're going to continue to do these. And um, that's what it comes down to. And I'm going to leave this last just on here. If you guys want uh, to donate, that also helps me help you. But I really think that you guys can help um, each other. Like I said, we want to make sure that your voice is being heard. And I do believe the best way to do that, again, is the airs, myself, to show, and other things. Not to be arrogant. Um, <clears throat> but I appreciate you guys so much. Much love. Till next time. Get Venmo. I do have Venmo. Um, I don't know if the email the email address helps you out. I don't have that link set up, but it is this email address. I do need to get catch app as well. Thank you, Tonya. Thank you guys. But just know um Nothing but love for you guys. I appreciate you so much. Um, thanks for spending so much of your time and giving us so much your art. I try. Prince did it for us, and I'm just trying to repay it. All right. Much love. Till next time. Thank you guys. Keep it funky. Oops.